This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Another year in the books for the Taz and Jim Tournament of 64 Small Towns. Yeah, we started with 64 right across the uh, Taz and Jim listening area, all the way from the Niagara region to the shores of Lake Erie, Mm -hmm. Lake Ontario. We we really covered a lot of lakes, and the, the finalists... In the championship round yesterday, both beach towns, you had Grand Bend taking on Bayfield, Ontario. And the winner, with 52% of the popular vote, was Jim Kelly. Bayfield, Ontario. Yep, they did it. Bayfield is the greatest small town in the Taz and Jim listening area for 2020, and we've got Bayfield Bill on the phone with us. Bill Whitstone, he is with the municipality of Blue Water, a councillor representing Bayfield, Ontario. You must be pretty excited this morning, Bayfield Bill. Hey, it's an awesome day here. It's fantastic. Hey, it couldn't be even better. Everybody pumped in yesterday. There were some emails flying like you wouldn't believe to try to get the final votes she was a barn burner right to the end, but uh, you know this Grayfield stuff that I'm hearing. I don't know where you guys said, but it's no, there's no Grayfield stuff here anymore. I'm telling you, they Bayfield specifically won this contest just so I'd show up and they could kick my ass. That is what <laughs> what the with <laughs> the game plan. Yeah, well, you, you know, hey Jim, I knew when we took out Mitchell that we were destined yeah. to win. You jinxed it right there. So. I know. Is That's there an right. older population in Bayfield, or was there, like, what's going on in Bayfield? What's the vibe nowadays? So it's definitely it's definitely more of a retirement area, but I will tell you it's changing dramatically from a demographics. We have a lot of small um, small patches of, uh, of youth moving into town. We have families coming into town. It's definitely changed over the years. Uh, every year we get uh, many, many more youth coming into town. Uh, and it's really starting to change the demographic here. It's fantastic. Great, greatest place to live. You you guys took out Grand Bend. Is there a, a, a rivalry between Bayfield and Grand Bend? I mean, you're right uh, right down the water from each other, a couple minutes yeah, apart. Did that feel good? Well, we're literally, like, like you say, about 20 minutes away from each other, so it's... Uh, you know, it's it's a bit of a rivalry, but but I'll be honest. You know what you when I heard you guys talk this morning about uh, you know nightlife, the different types of nightlife, that type of thing. Yeah, uh, if you're uh, looking for a huge beach, that type of thing, and want to be on the beach, that's probably the place to go. Our beaches are pretty small here, and and as you mentioned, some of our great restaurants. We're more of a more of a not a uh, party your butt off all night type of community, but we're definitely. Uh, go out and have a lot of fun community at nights here as well. Yeah, you're a drink until you laugh kind of place where Grand Bend uh, might be more of a drink until you barf sort yeah, of that's spot. Much it, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I honestly, I know I was giving Bayfield a hard time, but I'm trying to find all these towns' little quirks and you know, trying to stereotype them to a certain effect. Oh, but don't I, honestly, I now, Jim. no. I'm just, I'm just saying. Uh, I, I had a cottage in Bayfield till I was 14. My, my family shared it with my mom's side of the family, and um, I was in Bayfield every summer for weeks. So I, I have a soft spot in my heart for Bayfield, and I think anybody well, you know who's what? been to Bayfield knows knows how beautiful it is. Some of those, some of those little shots, that type of thing. Are, it, everybody knows it's all in fun. We even got to do some of that. There's two people that were really uh, heavily 
trying to make this happen too. Jamie Reese, where on his Twitter feed, when Grand Ben was uh, announced that they were going to be going against us, he posted on there, "Hey, we didn't ruin you, ruin your, ruin your New Year's party at the uh, event, so vote for us instead of there." <laughs> obviously, the two intense, you know. That. That's a jab, yeah. (laughs) What are some of the businesses? What are some of the businesses when uh, the Taz and Jim show comes? We don't know. uh, Apologies. Obviously, we don't know when we're going to be in Bayfield, but we will be there to do a show at some point in the next, hopefully, months. What What are some of the businesses and attractions that we should be highlighting when we come to town? Well, when you guys do come to town, you let me know. I'll make sure I'm there to help help, help guide you just in case. So, But uh, what, what we have down, like our major downtown, we've got some great pubs. We've got brew pubs. We've got the Black Dog. We've got the Bayfield Public House, Bayfield Brewing Company. We've got little gourmet shops, uh, coffee shops. Uh, we've got the Little Inn. We've got, it's a historical down. It's part of our historical downtown. It's uh you know, we've got uh, um, some other restaurants, the Lake House that have been down. The Albion's been around forever. I mean, that's that's a state, been a staple of, of Bayfield since I've known. I've been here 20 years now, and I visited here. I, I actually grew up in Goddard, to be honest, and we came down here and had and I had a lot of fun here when I was younger as well. So there's lots going See on. See you, Godrich. Yeah. <laughs> there's a new well, I don't want, I don't, want to diss them too. I don't want to diss them too bad because... Uh, when me and Jamie were talking yesterday and we st- saw the numbers starting to climb, and I believe I think that was all less than a percent, uh, and it had been spread out, we te- text each other and said, uh-oh, well, what do we need to do? And we said, let's call in some more reinforcements. And I know he was ch- chatting with Dale Evans, who was another one that really uh, puts a lot of Facebook time into this as well, too. And hmm. I actually called up a lot of friends from Bayfield and said, hey, I need a favor. They're from uh, Godridge. From Godridge, yeah. So, <laughs> what, what are some of the, the celebrities, the big names that have come out of the Bayfield area? Uh, well, the biggest one right now would obviously be Ryan O'Reilly. That's his, Stanley his Cup parents. champion, yeah. I, I like yeah, how every he, town in that area has claimed <laughs> has claimed him. So well, he's somewhere well, near Bayfield, but Bayfield's well, going to take what, him. What I, can, what I can tell you is is that his Stanley Cup party was literally five minutes from my house here. And I wasn't invited, but but it's, <laughs> but it's, uh, and it's just, out, just on the edge of Bayfield where his parents live. And that's where, yeah. his, uh, that's where, his part, that's where the party was for him as well, Love too. It. And then... Uh, we actually have a producer, Brad Turner, who uh, who did some uh, Hollywood producing, actually looking at doing a, a film in Bayfield. If uh, we could ever get this whole Corona thing straightened up, he's looking at doing a film here. Uh, and he, he's done things such as Hawaii Five O that you'd be familiar with, uh, some of those uh, series as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so we've had. I mean, like every other small little town, we've had some uh, some some good hockey players come out of here. Some didn't make it. Some did. But that's uh, that's, a, that's always a lot of fun uh, when you're in a small town to be able to start bragging about some of your some of your staples for sure, right? Uh, cool. Well, we uh, we had Ryan O'Reilly on. I think the morning of his Stanley Cup party, we had him on the air and I had a good chat with him. And don't feel bad because even after that, he didn't invite us to his party either. So <laughs> <laughs> he'll be invited to our party though when we come to Bayfield, Ontario. They are the uh, the champion of our tournament of 64 small towns. Bayfield, Bill Whetstone, thank you for joining us, uh, City Councilor, and we'll be in touch. We'll keep an eye on things, and hopefully we can get to uh, to Bayfield sooner than later to celebrate your big victory. Thanks, guys. 
Hey, Jim, how many hours did you play PlayStation 4 for yesterday? Mm, oh, a lot. Because <laughs> I was... I know. Uh, yeah, I was doing chores Monday and Tuesday. Yesterday was a bad day. I was down there for probably from 11 till 3.30 at least. You were down there before 11. Because remember I called you before I took a little nap, and that was like at 10. It was, 10 but 30. I also... I, there was probably 30 minutes of updates. I, I had to wait for some software to update, actually. So. Oh. You yeah. went upstairs, made yourself a little snack, and went back down? Yeah, and I had to install some mods on my Fallout 4. So I didn't actually start playing until about 11. But Yeah, I, I knew you were playing Fallout because when I log on to my PlayStation, it, it's kind of annoying that other people can see that you're sitting around playing video games all day, right? I can see that you are... Uh, playing Fallout, a little alert pops up on yeah. my PlayStation for some reason because we're friends. Um, but I was jealous, man. I was <laughs> the reason I turned my PlayStation on was to put some shows on Disney Plus for my son. Who I see. We're just trying to keep busy. We're trying to keep entertained during this isolation. No school, no daycare. I know all the other parents out there feel me. We'd love to just sit in front of a video game console or netflix and waste about seven or eight hours without hearing yelling and screaming mommy i'm hungry mm -hmm. no i want to do this i want to do that here's a new study from the <laughs> mirror <laughs> it is super rewarding it's the most rewarding thing i've ever done in my life but <laughs> you know there's little moments that get to you uh from the mirror a uh, newspaper over in the United Kingdom, this is a survey, says that parents hit peak stress at 11.54 a.m. And they don't get to relax until 8.39 p.m. And I would say that's pretty accurate in our household. Like the kids are right now, both our kids are awake, but they're being pretty calm because they're still kind of groggy from the sleep and, and stuff. And, you know, eating breakfast kind of kills some time. But then about 11, 11.30, they start getting bored, yelling. They've got all the energy, screaming. They're getting hungry again. Uh, and then it doesn't end. It just doesn't end until they go to bed and fall asleep. So 8.39 is, I know last night we sat on the couch together, my wife and I, poured myself a little, a little vodka soda, and ah, you finally get to breathe, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's so rewarding. <laughs> you know what else is rewarding? Completing The Last of Us. You know? I have that video game, The Last of Us, mm -hmm. and I've played it for about six minutes. I've owned it for, <laughs> for three years. I've played about six minutes of the game. What I played was very exciting. Mm -hmm. um, in about 18 years, I plan on getting back into it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I can really uh, sympathize with all the parents out there. And for all you single folks who are complaining about being in quarantine or isolation, stop it. You're so lucky. I know they say the grass is always greener, but uh, you guys got some pretty green grass over there on the no kids side of things right now. <laughs> I was just talking to my buddy Ryan last night, a FaceTime with some friends. He said he's never been more exhausted. He's working from home, and he has two kids roughly the same age as you, Taz. He said he's never been more tired. Yeah. 
You're you're always dealing with something. Like this morning, it's a catch twenty two in my household right now. Uh, my son has been up since five in the morning because I woke him up to go pee. And sometimes if you wake him up around five, he, he won't go back to bed like like this morning. But the alternative is he pees the bed. So you're got, you got to wash the sheets in his pajamas again. We're trying to teach him not to pee the bed. So what do you do? Yeah. I think tomorrow we might just let him pee. <laughs> <laughs> Give him some of that crinkly, uh, crink, crinkly uh, plastic for the mattress. Call oh, it a day. Got, he's got it all, bud. Okay, okay. Still, we've washed his sheets four times, <laughs> and it's Thursday. So what are you going to do? It's so rewarding. And if you've ever thought of hiring a nanny to help take care of that sweet child o yours, here is a cautionary tale out of the Toronto area, Jim. Yeah, thanks to John Peroni for sending me this article because this is wild, and I'm surprised I didn't stumble upon it myself. A couple in the Toronto area, they hire a nanny from England. They do a FaceTime interview with her. Um, you know, everybody wants a Mary Poppins. Yes, English accent. That gets you like 10 extra points if you're applying for a job as a nanny. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's your foot in the door. Totally. Hello, children. Hello, would you like to sing and dance? Oh, my God, she's <laughs> like Meghan Markle. No, wait, she doesn't have any British accent. She's like Kate no. Middleton. There you go. Anyway, the, the family has three kids, so they need a nanny. The, the, they have uh, you know, they have some money. The dad runs a software company. So this woman seems like a godsend, this nanny. So she moves in. They hook her up to the ninth degree. They give her her own room. They give her her own Wi-Fi. They give her her own cell phone. They give her keys to a vehicle. And she moves in. Things are good. The meals are great. The house is tidy. They're like... We Super send, nanny. Yeah, they're like, well, we we have a month. After a month goes by, we have the month review, but we hit the jackpot. We're, this girl, she might be in for the long run. Well, then after about seven days, things started going off the rails. <laughs> seven <laughs> days. The, the, she couldn't keep up the pace, huh? <laughs> after seven days, she started refusing to even leave her room, let alone fulfill her duties. The one morning, the son called the the mom and dad and said. Uh, there's no breakfast. I missed the bus, and the nanny won't come out of her room. So they're like, "Okay, we gotta, we gotta let this woman go." Obviously, so they come home and they 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 try to have a, a conversation with her and say, "I think I, I don't think this is gonna work." She refuses to come out of her room at all. Weeks <sighs> go by, Taz. They call, call the cops. The cops are like, "Well, this is actually like a tenant landlord agreement almost," and they're trying to figure out what the legal issue is this woman will not leave the house or leave the room but they knocked on the door and she was making noise in there they knew she wasn't dead she she was alive and <laughs> okay. I, I assume still eating um but they, they somehow could not get her to leave leave the home so the cops you know they're they're getting lawyers involved and they're trying to figure out what the law is exactly so they go okay lady this is what we'll do we'll pay you for two months We'll give you sorry. We'll give you three thousand dollars. We'll pay for two months at a hotel. Uh, you just have to leave. And she, and then they eventually said, okay, no, not a hotel. You can stay at our friend's cottage in Wasaga Beach. We'll give oh, you three thousand dollars. You can stay for two months at her friend's cottage in Wasaga Beach. And the nanny's like, okay. So the, they're like, finally, we got it. We're gonna get her out of her room. And then the last minute, she's like, no, I'm not leaving. They're like, God, this woman. Why wouldn't so, she leave? So finally. 
finally, like, they, they're posting about this on Facebook. It's going viral. Mark Cuban's brother is, like, he's tweeting about it. He's talking about it. It's in America. Finally, okay, the, the homeowners and the mom, the mother and the father, their brother-in-law comes up with a plan. They brought in two friends who just straight up removed the door, displaced the barricade that she'd set up, took the bed and anything else belonging to the family. They turned off her Wi-Fi beforehand. They'd already turned off the Wi-Fi. They'd already disengaged her cell phone. Uh, they took the uh, the TV. They took the dresser, all her clothes. And then what happened was a, a police. she f- called the cops and reported a break and enter. The nanny called the cops and said, somebody broke into my <laughs> it's room. It's their own house. So the cop, it's, it's such a long story, but the cop shows up, this random police officer who had never been involved in the case before. He talks to the nanny. He's, he's like, you know, he's doing the mediation. He, he gets her to talk about her mom. The nanny talks, says she hasn't talked to her mom in years. The cop gets the mom on the phone of, of the nanny, gets them to talk. They break down. They have have a moment and the nanny leaves and the the situation is solved what a nightmare when the fan when they finally inspected the room taz they found she had filled large vases full of water when the in case the family cut off the water so she was already anticipating they were going to cut off the water for her she, she must have had an few- ensuite in there right yeah she did she had like she was few- she wasn't peeing in pickle jars <laughs> thank god no but she had three huge bags of kitty litter uh, and cat food, which she had been cooking on a hot plate in the closet. And eating? Yes. She was eating cat food? Sounds like it. Maybe they're assuming because there was only cat food in there, but she had a hot plate and a kitchen, a mini kitchen set up in the closet. Three huge <laughs> lady, of kitty litter cat food. This lady is she's <laughs> one of a kind. Isn't that I've wild? Never you heard. have a stranger, a crazy stranger, living in your house, and there's nothing you can legally do to get them out. I've never heard of anything like that. I would have broken the door down. It would have been so tempting, day one, day one to kick the door in and just grab the nanny and throw her DJ Jazzy Jeff st- <laughs> style, <laughs> like Uncle Phil used to throw him out the front door of the mansion on Fresh <laughs> Prince. That's what I would have done to that nanny. I would have done the old Guantanamo Bay or the old U.S. military thing when they went and invaded Panama. They they all they did was play Van Halen Panama over loudspeakers for days right. and days and days until the people surrendered. I would heavy just play metal, heavy metal, any the mo- Rick Astley never going to give you up all day <laughs> Whatever every <it> day. Is. <laughs> Blast it until she physically can't take it anymore. How, th- uh, that may be the most stressful situation I can imagine being in. It's a, it's a hand that rocks the cradle situation. Mm-hmm. You remember that movie? Rebecca De Mornay played the nanny who seemed okay at first, and then she yeah. was an absolute psycho and was she, trying she to steal the, the family. family. Yeah. Yeah. The baby. Oh, my steal God. Baby. Yeah. Isn't it crazy that the cops can't do anything, though? Like, give me a break. And, uh, like... There's no justice here. Get this lady out of here. Put her Get in out of my house. Yeah. I, uh, I, uh, I've never really thought about setting my own house on fire. <laughs> but if I was in that situation, I would consider smoking her out. <laughs> <laughs> right? Just like what hornets. else are you going to do? <laughs> Make sure you call the references before you hire a nanny. <laughs> Lesson learned. Even if she's got that sweet British accent, <laughs> she may be up to something. 
So kind of a, a gray one. Good day to stay inside and watch some TV or some movies. And if you are looking for movies to watch, they're releasing like theater-run movies at home now. Jim, you mentioned that you watched the the new Invisible Man movie at home a couple weeks ago. Yep. And uh, now this uh, this Trolls movie is causing quite a stir. Trolls World Tour. It's the latest installment in the animated kids movie. Uh, and it's made over $100 million in digital rentals. It was supposed mm. to be released in the theaters, but because of isolation, Universal Pictures decided to put it out uh, for digital download instead. And that it's causing a stir because that's a ton of money, and Universal gets to pocket about 80% of that hundred million instead of sharing it with the movie theaters. Usually they only get about 50% of whatever a film uh, makes. So they get 80% of a hundred million. The movie theater chains down in the United States are ticked off. AMC is saying that they will no longer show universal movies in their theaters because Mm -hmm. they feel like they've been undercut. Well, because now people are like, wow, this may be the new industry standard. Instead of releasing movies in theaters, why would you do it when you can make as much money or more money just releasing it directly to streaming services uh, and people are, are willing to pay the premium? Because this Trolls movie, just like you mentioned the uh, the Invisible Man movie, it was $20 to rent it, right? Yeah. So it, it's a premium rental fee. And uh, and people are paying it. Yeah, I, I can see what the theater's point, but it is the way the industry is going. I mean, with Netflix, the theaters are already seeing a hit. And I don't know, this might have just been a perfect storm, right? It's a kid's movie. We're all in quarantine. It's like a $20 babysitter for the week. You can just play it over and over, right? So, uh-huh. like, I think it might have been, like, if, if it was an adult movie, <laughs> it never would have made $100 million. It's just the fact that the kids are home, right? And it's just something to do. I'm lucky. My kid's uh, my kid's still young enough that he said he wanted to watch it. We were scrolling through one of the platforms, and he's like, "Oh, I want to watch the new Trolls movie." I said, "Okay, son, let's watch it." I just went on Netflix and put on the old Trolls movie. <laughs> that dummy didn't know the difference. Wow, they really <laughs> captured the same magic once again. <laughs> No, this is the new one. It seems <laughs> like you've seen it, but you haven't. <laughs> Crazy, do you know what deja vu is? That's, a, that's all this is. <laughs> but uh, what do you think? Would you? I know people may not be rushing to go into movie theaters again, but I think that people eventually will want to get back and and go see movies. Like I love seeing the, yeah. the Marvel comics movies, for example, when they, they come out on the big screen on the IMAX. Like it's such a different experience than watching in your basement, even though TVs are, are incredible now at home and sound systems are great. It's, yeah. it's a different experience going to the movie theater. And you get the popcorn, and it's more like a date. You can say it's a date night when you stay home, but, you know, when you go out, it just feels like you're doing something, and, yeah, it's a better experience. Yeah. And if you're a teenager, you know, your parents aren't around, you can make out with your date. Yeah, yeah. In the back row of the theater. <laughs> get a little get a little hanky-panky going. Yeah, Mom yeah. and dad aren't going <laughs> to walk downstairs. Does anyone want some snacks? Hey, let's keep the lights on and hands where we can see them. <laughs> 
So maybe that's where the future of of movie theaters lies. Yeah. Horny teenagers, <laughs> right? That's where they gotta they gotta make all their money. But uh, Trolls World Tour. Who would have thought? One of the most controversial movies of 2020. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.